Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, it's a Tuesday evening, central London. It's dark, late November now, and I'm standing uh, by my locked-up bike at the back of Victoria Station, uh, waiting, as I've done quite often in my life, but in altered circumstances, admittedly, from when I first met him, but waiting for David Miller. I don't imagine he knows where to go, really. I certainly didn't, and uh, I know London a little bit better than David does, or at least certain parts of it, admittedly. We know the city in very different ways, but, um, yeah, I don't think he's... Been, I don't think David's been here before, so I'm looking out for uh, David, I, I would imagine, will be on his folding bike. In fact, just pulling in behind a London cab right now that is parked on two uh, red lines, and the cabbie has just jumped into the Willow Walk pub eating a sandwich... I'm not on a folding bike, but on a, but on a seemingly a £20,000 carbon fibre bike is, um, is David Miller. Hello there. Hi, Ned. What sandwich is it? I made it. it. What have you got? It's a Christmas pret-a-monger. Uh, pret That's very festive. Oh. Got a month early. I suddenly realised I haven't eaten anything. Anyway, can, so they say fun, David, is fast, isn't it? Fun, fun is fast. Fun is fast, and we're about to find oh, out. Toute seule, tu souris déjà au premier temps. So we got inside. We're in the uh, we're in the lair of the Fun is Fast Factory. Fun is Fast Factory. Yeah, to Zwift again. So this is quite a well-known <laughs> protocol now. Tuesday nights means Chapter Three ride, doesn't it? Dave? Yeah, this Chapter Three it? Tuesday chain gang. Yeah. It's like we just this is only the third one. So yeah. we're kind of so I figured I'm in London. Yeah. We may as well ride Zwift in London, but not. I know, London. it's the whole contradictory paradox of a universe thing, isn't yeah. it? Because you've essentially made me, not made me, you've asked me if I would like to, well, you kind of made me, but you kind of suggested that I rode in the physical world through the darkness up through Camberwell and Peckham, crossing over Vauxhall Bridge and come up to the secret lair of Fun is Fast Factory, <laughs> uh, simply so that I can change into some gear and sweat in a stationary bike I know. and ride in the virtual world. Last last time we rode around London, in inverted commas, mm-hmm. didn't we? Caught uh, you out, didn't it? You caught me out. Yeah. Massively. Caught me out a bit as well, to be honest with caught you. Caught you out a bit. And I did hammer you slightly for your bad DSing. But I always prep. thought I was being really good DSing, keeping everyone together at the beginning. That's no, what we were supposed no, to do. No, before I we didn't got the ride that. going, like the whole route planning, the kind oh, of tactics okay. and everything, the whole, yeah. you know. So that was, I thought, lacking. Well, we learned. Lacking. So I wasn't fooling, foolish enough to change the course again. So we know what we're getting in for this oh, time. Oh, what? Is it Box Hill again? Yeah. Double Box Hill. Okay. I'm going super steady on the first time yeah, up Box Hill. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. That's okay. the kind of, that's the tactic. Well, I didn't... You- that's the plan. And then you attack the final time. Well, that may or may not happen, but super steady thing will definitely yeah, happen. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. And then we've just got to make sure... 
we kind of got the whole Discord thing working where we could talk live really well when we were remote. I'm actually more worried about us getting it, getting it working. Oh, really? Now we're next to each other. Oddly. Yeah, that's strange. Yeah. But anyway, what's going on? What's new? Um, I've been writing. What? I've been writing. Oh, the whole, you know, the whole for the football book, you know, the whole yes, um, yes, yes, yes. cover endorsements thing. Yeah. That's been resolved. Who did it? Lots of people. Oh, really? Lots of people. Yeah. It's been like really nice. People actually, that people out. know. People that people know, especially in the football world. Yeah. Really? They were pulled it's out. It's really nice, but it's, um, and it's quite a relief actually, because you've had this and you've published books that, you know, there's a, you invest a great deal in your books, both your books. They're very personal and you want them to be well received. Um, and there's a degree of anxiety, isn't there, before they yeah, huge amount. come out. But this, mm. because unlike any other book I've done, I think I've actually sent the, the kind of PDF draft off to people and they've read it wow. this is before the proof copies have even been well, that's good printed. So people have actually read it and they quite like it. So that's been good. That's really that's good news. Good. So it was, um, yeah, it's quite an emotional journey. I've been. Like, I wish you you yeah. could have got Roy Keane would have been amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah, there was a great. Uh, actually, there was a good David Walsh interview of him in the Sunday Times over the weekend. Did you read it? Yeah, I thought it was very good. What did you glean from it? Did he mention Warball? He didn't mention Warball. I was super gutted about yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I gleaned from it that he seems like actually quite a quiet and humble sort of dude who loves who would love to manage rather than do the TV stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. He did. He told me once, um, I don't know if the story was in the interview, that he, I, mean, I think the first managerial job he got was up in the northeast in Sunderland. And he did all right at first, mm. and then he did less good. And that's kind of what happens to football managers. Yeah. You know, they kind of do, they come in, do really well, mm-hmm. the honeymoon, and then just gets harder and harder. And it's a real, yeah. almost inevitable dynamic, even for the greats of the game. You know, it's just the timeline is slightly longer, but no yeah. one avoids that fate. It's mm. really strange. It's true. Um, but anyway, Roy burnt slightly brighter and slightly sharper and kind of burnt out. But then he he um, got, the, uh, got, uh, got a job at Ipswich Town, which is really quite a long way from where he lives. He still lives here in the Manchester area. Yeah. Church. And um, he was there for a good few years. Off the top of my head, I'd say three. And really, this was his second job. And he knew that your second job, if you don't get it right. Yes. Yeah, you got uh, pressures on a bit, you mm-hmm. know, and it's, it's such a big club. You know, they won the UEFA Cup back in the day and stuff with Bobby Robson, a big deal. Um, and he thought as a sign of kind of committing to this job, both as a signal to the club, but also to myself, I'm going to relocate the family and literally move Ooh. down there. So he bought a house down there and lived there, lived in Ipswich on the outskirts of Ipswich. And um, he told me that eventually when it all went wrong, and I don't know the circumstances of how it went wrong, and he eventually got the tin tack, the old chairman rang him mm. up and said, that's it, Roy, sorry, you're out. And it got straight away, as these things often do, got leaked to the local media mm. before anyone knew, including him. Anyway, he got told that he was out of a job and uh, put the phone down. And within about a minute, there was a knock on his door. And it was one of his neighbours who he'd not even waved at, barely knew, because they lived in this kind of big estate, as you can imagine, yeah. detached five-bedroom houses. <laughs> <laughs> one of his neighbours he went hello Roy I'm sorry about the job I'm so bad luck you know sorry about, yeah. sorry about that sorry about that so, so bad sorry to hear that and Roy went right weather and he said just a thought though my wife's always quite wanted this house <laughs> seriously <laughs> so before you sell it will you have a word with us oh wow and Roy said he was that close to landing his fist in his face that's awesome yeah I like yeah. Roy Keane I think he's great he's and he was totally right about Wall ball back in the summer, wasn't he? Yeah. And my back he injury. He called it. 
Yeah, you said you were too old for it. Yeah. Said it would happen. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. It's got something there. Gentle, gentle, forgiving sports. Reads the game. Swift. Yeah. Yeah. Reads the game. Yeah. What's been happening in cycling? Um... Well, it's not much. There's a six days cyclocross that starts oh, yeah. kick off. Oh, there's cyclocross, yeah. I think it's just about it's kind of teetering on the edge of beginning. There's it's a whole um, American thing in cyclocross that I've never really quite. It seems to be the early season cyclocross races. It's kind of hipster. It's Voss super hipster. Over there, didn't you? Voss was yeah. racing over there, I think. And they're really big into it. But I mean, we say they're really big into it. It's kind of hipster. It's no way near as big as the Belgians are no. into it or the Dutch. The Dutch. Or the French quite like it, didn't they? Probably, yeah, the French, yeah, probably quite a lot of other countries, actually. Yeah. But because the Americans have turned into this sort of festival hipster cool thing and embraced the whole super Euro-ness of it, because cyclocross is super Euro. Yeah. It's kind of the most old school European version of cycling that exists. It predates. I mean, if you think, have you ever, I've never been to a cycle cyclocross no. no i haven't but they're like so supposed speaking to be from a real position yeah from yeah. we're speaking from i feel like um, i know what they'd be like yeah it's beers like hot dogs mud, mud woolly hats scarves you super can shout, cold you can probably shout quite targeted and audible abuse at riders yes and you touch probably them. and touch them yeah. really annoy them really annoying them laps so it's just so you can hang around the pits and be that annoying fan in the pits where you they just you can the choose the people you slag off yeah 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 oh, oh talking of which <laughs> david next time you're over and you've got time come to peckham town fc i promise this oh. is the last football anecdote but ian cleverly from ruler yeah invited me along he said i've sponsored a match at peckham town fc they're in the ninth division Pure amateur, not Ninth. even expenses, have to pay for their own kits. Wow. Which isn't to say they're not really good players. Yeah. But they're a ninth tier team. Ninth tier. Ninth tier. I didn't even know that existed. And, and he, um, for Rouleur, Rouleur sponsored a match against Kings Hill, 100 huh. quid. <laughs> match day sponsors <laughs> of Peckham Town FC. And mm. uh, Ian was allowed to invite three guests. And while well, I was one of the guests, and I, oh, got, you I got an enamel badge and a very small can of pills. Wow. And uh, I got to stand near Ian and bask in his reflected glory. That's just privilege. But going back to the cyclocross thing, during the second half, we were, one of the people we were with was Andy, who writes this brilliant blog called Deserter Blog, which is basically just hanging around in pubs, being a wastrel in South London, and <laughs> kind of like, but in a really amusing, kind yeah. of educated way. Andy's a very funny, naturally very funny guy. And we went up and stood behind the goal. And uh, he was telling me how he quite often does this in order to put off the opposition goalkeeper, you know, because honestly, you're standing this far away. You and me are just the width wow. of a table across and you can berate them. You, well, yeah, not berate them, but just gently undermine them. Uh, so he said one of his favorite things is to um, is to find out who, what his name is, the goalkeeper from the opposing team. Look him up on Facebook. <laughs> And then just read out posts that he did oh, like two or three years wow. ago, maybe about his girlfriend or stuff like that. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and then ask him stupid questions. And a couple of weeks ago, he said, he said to um, one of the goalkeepers, he said, mate, 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 until he got his attention, mate, what's your favourite peninsula? <laughs> and apparently the goalkeeper, quick as a flash, went, Iberian? <laughs> and got a round of applause of everyone stood behind the goal. <laughs> So I imagine cyclocross <laughs> to be a bit like that. Don't uh, you think? Sports fandom at its best. Yeah. Stop, you know, stopping Pidcock when he's yeah. just kind of changing bike going, Tom, 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 Tom what's your favourite peninsula, Tom? 
<laughs> it's so true. Non-league. It's slow non-league enough as cycling. well. You could find those moments in the cyclocross, cyclocross track where it's just super pedestrian as well. So you just get them as they're kind of slopping through the mud trying to get by you. Yeah. They have to hear you. Yeah. They could listen to a whole sentence. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. I we must go. We, we should go. We should go. We should go. We should go into Pod from Never Strays Far. Never Pod. Strays Cross. Never Strays. Never Strays. Yeah, we'd have to think about that. Yeah, fan, Never Strays. Uh, fan Art. Uh, Never Strays Fan Art. Oh, that's good. Never Strays Fan Art. <laughs> fan Art, Fan Art. Yeah. yeah. No, we should do that. I'd love to go and see one of those events. Yeah. But the the, the, the Holy Trinity... Vanderpool, Van Aert and Pidcock haven't started smashing each other up yet, have they? No, I think, I think it's... Um, That's the world Because sometimes they avoid each other, kind of, but apparently they're going straight in this year, where Van Aert and Vanderpool are, yeah. which would be good. And then Pidcock's up there with them now. Have you? Did you think about investing in a Van Aert non-fungible, fungible... T- oh, wait, an token? NFT? No, a non-fungible... Token? Token, yeah. Funny enough, I didn't. Because it went for like... 47 grand or something, didn't Did it? Ah, uh, I might have. That's floating fact. It went for thousands. Oh, that surprised me. Lots of thousands. Mark tried as well, Cavendish, didn't he? Did he? What was he trying to non-fung? I think he non-funged during, like, post-Tour de France something. Oh, and it hasn't... Sagan as well. Uh, well it no, he just told a coin. He did a coin. Police officers that was great. America, I love the he? fact that, that in his um, off-season fight, he then just says, I was too drunk, I can't remember. Yeah. Like, pff, yeah. Right. And then in his, one of his excuses, or he's apologised, didn't he? Yeah. But one of his kind of like rationales was, I had to get home. <laughs> uh, okay, I had to go home because I had to be that, at that address because of anti-doping protocols, which is true, but yeah. it's a bit kind of, you know, yeah, you can get home without punching a copper or, or doing whatever he did to a copper, allegedly. Wow. But, um, but I, I, what amused me about that is of all the riders in the current peloton, Pippo Pozzato excluded because he's retired, who would you think would probably be a bit of an anti-vaxxer? <laughs> Mm. Peter Sagan. Yeah, he would definitely. He's like an X man, isn't he? Why I need vaccine? It's strong. Why strong? Well, COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, just money, COVID, no vaccine. <laughs> and now, and now, okay, I have the vaccine. I double jabbed. <laughs> triple. <laughs> <The> triple jab. <laughs> triple jab. And then there's yeah. Mark, who's going to smash himself up. So he's got two broken ribs and a punctured lung. Uh, yeah, uh, collapsed lung. Whew. Yeah. It's not good, is it? Collapse That's lung. not good. Did you ever collapse a lung? No, thank God. Cracked Long. ribs, and that hurts. Like, and there's no bugger. shortcut no, recovery just, from that, is it? It like, just never gets rest, does it? Because you're breathing. Yeah. yeah. That's not ideal. He'd have gone there kind of building for next year. No, it's been well, the track's always served him well, isn't it? Whether it's been yeah. six-day or kind of competition. He does, I saw some photos. He does look very fit, even though he was complaining that he was felt terrible. But he was looking good. Yeah. Who was well. he? Was it Iliocosa? Yeah. 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 Yeah, and he was publicly apologising that he was going so bad he couldn't support him. Queso was? No, Mark. Oh, Mark. oh right, mm. yeah. yeah. So he's been a bit in the hurt bag. Yeah. I remember the, the London Six Day when Pete, 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 Pete supported Pete. Mark. That was funny, a few years ago. Because <laughs> I, I don't think Pete's off-season had been the best. He was telling the stories about dry being driven back to the Essex house afterwards and just being terrified. Of speaking. Of, of just Mark, about just, Mark, the speed Mark was driving at as oh well. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, rally driving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, going back to cyclocross, David, I just in terms of a little bit of promotion here, um, cyclocross is one of the additions to this year's roadbook. 
we decided oh really yeah we had a bit of a conversation about it because we're quite you know, we don't, the robot that's out now yeah 2021 we didn't huh. you know we don't we don't reproduce any track results no. because why would you yeah true it? it's like but cyclocross is becoming and it was really last winter wasn't mm. it when it caught the imagination of the british public specifically it's because there's big road stars doing it now and, and it's it's too interwoven mm. with the road story yeah. to come i think yeah and the bikes look similar and it's just cool, isn't it? It's quite cool. And people are interested. So it is pushing the envelope a bit. And I feel slightly uncomfortable because it is like the road book and the not really roads. They're quite muddy. And mm. So, um, but that was one of the innovations. And another one of the innovations that happened this year was we included the results and an essay um, all about the Paralympics and some reports about the Paralympics in, in Tokyo this year. And um, with that in mind... I we had to our uh, email address hrwtyj. You should put in the jingle. Com. I'll put in the jingle if I can find it somewhere on my desktop. I think I know where it is. It's going in here. Yeah. Hrwtyj at gmail dot com. We had an email from Jamie Blair who sent me. Uh, uh, well, you and me, but probably me more me actually than you. <laughs> um, uh, this little thing about the road book, which is very kind. Thank you, Jamie. Hey Ned, hi David, uh, this is Jamie from Leeds. Um, I just wanted to say um, what a, uh, as it always is, what a beautiful thing uh, that the road book is. And um, for Ned, I am the uh, the Jamie that sent a random email um, way back at the end of 2019 or 2020 and said, you know, I, where's the, the Paralympic or will the Paralympic um World Championships, uh, Paracycling World Championships be in this or, um, and you very kindly replied to say, yeah, actually, you know what? We should have the, uh, the Paralympics, uh, in here at least. And, uh, so, so, so happy to see, um, that those races have been included in this year's book and, and the words from, uh, Sarah story as well. Um, and so, th- uh, it's really just to say thank you because there are not many people um, with the integrity of it appears at the moment of saying they'll do something and then uh, actually doing it. Um, and really, if uh, anyone hasn't got hold of a copy of that, if they want to understand the importance and the level and the difference and, and the, the quality of parasport, uh, you know, Sarah's story is, uh, is a place to start, but, uh, for other, uh, readers and other listeners of the podcast as well, I'd urge them to, uh, to find out more about the paracyclists and their para-athletes or their disabled sports people, you know, in sports that they're interested in. Um, and, and really just follow uh, more of the uh, the fascinating stories and uh, commitment to uh, living life as as an elite sports person as well that that's out there um, they uh, really are worth uh, worth following and and just those those extra little bits of support and on social media and things can make a a huge difference to them um, but yeah I I've had a timely the return of the un, of the common cold, which has been uncommon for the last years, returned and, and given me a chance to to get started in this year's roadbook. And I just wanted to say thank you again for um, 
doing what you said you would do. And that's not the only correspondence we've had, David, this, yeah. this, um, this period of time since we last podded. I didn't get a chance to listen to the whole thing, so it's been dashing around, but it's, it sounded... Emily Barber. Pretty amazing. About child psychology and... Yeah, the and mirror moment and... and, and yeah. Um, yeah, it's basically about the development. She knows everything about... She's, she spent... Well, she'll tell you herself, but mm. she sent me a really nice email that detailed all of this. And I, and then she said, she answered her own question before I even got back to sort of like answer. Maybe you'd prefer this as an audio clip. And I went, yeah, <laughs> please. Um, but I, and then I said, I said, it, and she said, it is quite long, so you might want to cut it. And I said, yeah, I'll reserve the right to yeah, cut yeah. it down. But then she delivered it today or a couple a few days ago. And it's nearly four minutes long, but it's really beautifully read and it contains a bit of poetry. And also buys us four minutes of content in the pod, you know. Melinda thanks. Apples will be made up thanks, with it. So, um, thanks very much, Emily. Uh, this is what uh, Emily had to say to us. Hello, Ned and David. I wanted to respond to your discussion about when children develop self-awareness. As a child psychotherapist, part of my training was to observe a baby for an hour a week for the first two years of their life which I also did in total silence. And for me, it became a bit like the film you also talked about, Wings of Desire, whereby the baby and I developed a kind of uncanny telepathy, though, of course, I'm not sure which one of us was the angel. So anyway, it was through this that I was able to witness many, many moments of self-awareness unfold. However, there was one key moment at around six months when the baby developed an awareness of not being of mother. She is not me. I am not her. Who am I? And this is called the age of concern where we become aware of others and thus aware of ourself. Also, Ned, you talked about the mirror and yes, this is a really important part of how we all develop. Mirroring is seen as the baby's search for self in the world of another's face. An American psychologist called Edward Tronick did an experiment to explore this, which I think he called the still face, where a mother would refrain from her usual animated interaction and become expressionless, kind of like a deadened face. To this, her baby, after a moment, responded with quiet, dramatic attempts, as if to bring mother back, which, thankfully, um, if you ever watch the video, because it is online, um, the mother does come back, and especially to the baby's relief. So, I wanted to end with what I think is a lovely imagination into this experience from the point of view of the baby. And this extract is from Diary of a Baby by Daniel Stern. I enter the world of her face. It is usually a riot of light and air at play. But this time I enter, the world is still and dull. Neither the curving lines or the rounded volumes are moving. Where is she? Where has she gone? I feel the dullness creeping into me. I am rocked side to side. I search around for a point of life to escape to, 
gradually, life flows back into her face. The sea and sky are transformed. The surface now shimmers with light. New spaces open out. Arcs rise and float. Her face becomes a light breeze that reaches across to touch me. So, I hope that this might shed some light on some of the wonderings that you've had about when children, and also us really, develop self-awareness. Bye! So given that there's no cycling news and uh, neither of us have been up to very much, well, I mean, why have you come to London, David? You... Why did I come? <laughs> why did I come? I came last Thursday. You had, you must have had uh, some... I had some... You've seen your sister. Kind of seen so my then I spent, I spent a few days with my sister up north. Yeah. We spent like four days just chilling out up north. Then we came back down this morning. Yeah. Back to the coal face. Yeah. Um, then a couple more meetings tomorrow. Then I'm back first thing Thursday. So it was kind of some work and a, a little mini break with my sister to spend some time with her Very nice. up north, which is lovely. I've been nice. blessed with the weather as well. It's been beautiful. Yeah. Up there and down here. Yeah. It's all very wintry and crisp and... Yeah. Isn't it? It's quite cold, isn't it? It's pretty cold now. I think it's pretty cold now. Yeah, it's pretty cold now. But yeah, so it's been, it's been quite nice. I haven't really done... I haven't seen anybody apart from my sister. Just been hanging out. Very nice. Yeah. No, that's been good. Very nice. So you're back to Spain on Thursday. I'm going to um, Butlin's Minehead on Thursday. Are you? Yeah, for the darts for three days, for the hours, um, to do a bit of uh, commentary and presenting and stuff on the darts. Oh, very Probably good. a COVID super spreader event, I would imagine. It's the first time that the darts crowd have been allowed back en masse. Ooh. 5,000 yeah. of them or something. Oh, jeez. All living in Butlin's Minehead over three days. Mm. I don't think they'll be um, yeah. washing their hands very often either. The, the, the protocols might be breached from Not time to time. Yeah. Masks will be less in evidence. You should go and fool, like, biohazard suit. There was a brilliant moment in those long, distant, naive days that we all dimly remember before COVID, David, when somebody came to the... You know, everyone comes dressed up in fancy dress to the darts. Yes. Somebody came up as um, our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh on a cross, really? on a cross, and uh, oh, after, actually on a cross. Yeah, yeah. And after about uh, probably four or five pints, um, <laughs> started to make quite a lot of himself the Messiah, and um, <laughs> eventually attracted the attentions of security. <laughs> oh wow! Who are most an amazing crowd? The PDC security guys. Yeah. I know them all quite well. Most of them are ex SAS. Oh seriously? Yeah, and um, that's what they needed—the darts thing. It's just not not your normal old. But they're surgical when they go in. They don't mess around and you're out, right? So they went wow. in, they removed our Lord Jesus Christ very publicly. By this time, he was right down the front. So 5,000 darts fans could see what was happening. And Christ was removed. Christ was removed. And the crowd started singing, we want our Jesus back. We want our Jesus back. <laughs> At which point, John McDonald, the very sharp-witted MC, was about to come in and introduce the next players. And he said, don't worry, don't worry, to the 5,000 fans. He said, he'll be back at Easter. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Apologies to anyone who was offended by that. Oh. Um, but I think it made me laugh anyway. Who's me that? Laugh. Is that, um, who's, is it Dan? 
the other darts. Dan darts, do, do, darts Dan Dawson. Why does he do any more of his, his history and stuff? Uh, I don't know. It's it yeah, so I mean, good. Dart, Dan, I think his like, Twitter handle is Darts Dan Dawson, isn't it? It's so good. Yeah. Dan Dawson is a... He's the new Sid Waddell, if that means anything to you. Um, go look him up on the Twitter and check out his videos. Very good. Very funny. It's so funny. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, I'm getting a little bit nervous now because yeah. it's not long to go before the ride happens. And um, Well, we won't go into a big report, will we? But, but we'll probably play this podcast out with a little bit of a... Maybe a few clips, a little bit of audio. Yeah, maybe a few bit of clips. Because we're going to do a little bit of talking during it. Yeah. I've yeah. got to do this. I think we both we think you've got to do... Oh, have I? We're going to try this 900 meter hill thing. Oh, what? Is that... But I'm so, going to do, I can't, I mean, I'm just so shameless, I don't care, it's going to be terrible. Yeah. I'm going to be really not, bad. Are you going to try? Are you going to get Well, I'll try, but it's, it's going to be so bad. And like, is this the chapter three leaderboard, or are you competing no, against is the their best thing. in the world? This is just... Oh, it's there. Everybody. Well. Yeah, but then they'll have, real headbangers will have done this. Oh, God, it's just going to be embarrassing. But I don't care. Yeah. I'm over it. <laughs> I think it was, it's like, the best is behind me anyway. Yeah. There's no point in pretending anymore. I'm going to change into my kit soon. I've got I some old chapter three bib shorts that you gave me. Nice, I've got some chapter three jerseys. And I've got, and I've got, well, if you haven't, well, yeah, got, either that or I bought my um, De Koenig quick step jersey up, that, that I was like. given free yeah. before the 2018 yeah. Tour de France. <laughs> Never knowingly pay for cycle kit. <laughs> Une valse à 100 ans, 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 chaque carrefour dans Paris, que l'amour rafraîchit au printemps, une valse à 1000 ans. So I'm now warming up for the first part of this evening's athleticism. I'm going to be the first person in the history of Fun is Fast to do. What is it I'm doing? The Hilly KOM Challenge. Hilly KOM Challenge. Um, which is apparently 900 metres long and 25% or something the gradient. So it's not really, it's not really. Average of five. Average of five, average of five. Ned at the moment is doing the Hill Challenge. Uh, Maurice Garin on screen, 25 seconds. He's holding over 400 watts on most of this. It's pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, this is not terrible, Ned. No. Look at you, flying by people. Head now coming out, five seconds to go. Oh, just in time, two, three. Number one on the leaderboard. Number one on the leaderboard. Now the challenger mounts his steed. There's long athlete's legs of his just getting into their accustomed position. Quite a lot hairier than they used to be back in the day. Oh my god, he's averaging nearly 500 watts. Nearly 500 watts, it's ridiculous. He's literally Thomas de Gentig at 520 and 530 watts. 2.15 for Miller. Chapeau. Chapeau, David. <laughs> 
After that unmatchable drama, it came to the group ride, which all culminated in an extraordinarily dramatic finish on the second ascent of Box Hill. out of breath and super hot and sweaty now oh, I wasn't expecting that much sport I must have been. no that was like on a par with some of our lunatic behaviour yep. at the tour our Brompton behaviour at yeah. the tour yeah well, well especially with a little hill time trial beginning it's a little prologue mm. well, we used savage. that savage we used that as, as an excuse throughout really didn't we yeah because we kept fall, falling back through the groups early doors I mean you were a long way up the road they very gentlemanly Waited for me on Box Hill, so we could have a... Well, it was my pleasure, Ned. have a little fight at the you top. Know, yeah. You caught me out because I couldn't type, and you yeah. totally... It was yeah, genius, ta- spot- genius tactics. I was just knew, I knew you'd have to do a social media update. It was like... Um, 500 metres from the top, so I thought I'd go... It was like when... Um, oh, Luis Leon Sanchez attacked Sagan. When he was doing what? When, when he, was he was eating. There you go. Yeah. It was a Luis Leon Sanchez move, wasn't That's it? That's what he did to me. It was genius. Was chapeau. Yeah. But you got a good dart story in there. And we spoke a lot about football... So yeah, it is. Interesting. I did feel for one of the one or two Americans and people. From, they love it. Might, it was I good. Know, right? they, you know, yeah. there's a certain type of American who likes football, isn't there? Yeah, I don't know what, don't know what that type is. Obama, he quite likes it. Isn't he? Not sure Trump is that much of a fan. But I don't know. Joe Biden. Don't know. I don't know. Can't name any more Americans. Britney Spears. <laughs> Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it was good. So I think they're gonna. Put some contact, well, content uh, yeah, out as so well. I'm going to Belgium next week. If I can get in, and if it's not descending into full-blown COVID anti-vax riots. What are you doing there again? I'm doing, I'm doing a kind of self-imposed writer's retreat and doing some, on my next book. And doing but then some you can deep. go and see Cyclocross. Do you know, I actually could. And worryingly, they're beginning to cancel events, aren't they? God. A little bit. But yeah, well, that'd be amazing if I could. Well, yeah. if you're over there. But even if I'm not, I'm going to be within the cycling world. That's the reason I'm going there. So... I think we should pod while I'm there. Where, where are you staying? In a little Airbnb. Where? In Ninova. Ninova. West Flanders. West Flanders, yeah. It's like 30 miles outside west of Brussels. Somewhere in nowhere, really. But very, very steeped in Flandrian mm. cycling folklore. Why? Not far from Gerardsbergen. Why do you want to be there? Um, it's embargoed, but it's something to do with the next book I'm writing. Is it a book about cycling? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so not, not your Pathé one? Yeah. Oh. But I can't say it. I don't want to go into details about why that, why that little town is important, but it is. 
So, uh, but one person, incidentally, I might try and catch up with one of them is Alan Piper. Oh, yeah. He's invited me for a coffee. Oh, lovely. So I might. So, but anyway, it gives us an opportunity to do a, some podding from there. It gives us a pod to do yeah. a remote pod. And I think if Vitor could get on to Never Strays Flanders. Flanders? Never Strays Flanders. Never Strays Flanders. As our next little thumbnail after Never Strays Philosophy. By the way, the Guillaume Martin interview went down stonkingly well. That was it? very good, yeah. I yeah. listened to it. It's good. Obviously. He is very um, philosophical. Philosoph- philosophical, he was. Mm. Right, I need to yeah. chow down and go home. All right. <laughs> up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 